0: Hi, I'm Mark Loftus, and thanks for joining us for another edition of Post TV. Today, I'm speaking with Thomas Burns, who is the Chief Technology Officer for Media and Entertainment at Dell Technologies. Tom, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. Good to see you. Uh, I know that you guys are going to have a presence at NAB uh, in just a couple of weeks. It'll be an interesting show this year. You know, And everybody's kind of responding to the trends that have been taking place due to distributed workflows, COVID, et cetera. What are you seeing in the ME space uh, as far as, you know, Dell and how you're kind of responding to some of the changes that have been going on in the past couple of years, either because of COVID or even before that? certainly what you mentioned um, you know geographically
1: distributed collaboration in in content creation that's the biggest trend of all and that actually started even before covid and then of course when covid hits everybody has to you know scramble around and do crazy things like extending SMB connections over the VPN and stuff that just doesn't work very well and now two years later we're unwinding all of those decisions to come up to some kind of a reasonable workflow that takes the current state of affairs uh, into the future. But uh, distributed collaboration is number one trend. I would also add virtual production uh, as a number two. And I have to mention security as a number three trend, because the prospects of getting hacked or being subject to a ransomware attack are so great these days. So those are my three trends. But there's all kinds of things happening at the, the high level and at the right down in the weeds with individual, you know, NVMe over fabric kind of protocols.
0: All right. So let's start with maybe uh, distributed workflows. We've been seeing that trend increase. And uh, I'm here in the New York market where real estate is, you know, expensive to outfit a facility. You've seen some of these larger visual effects facilities say that their employees don't have to come back to the physical space; they can work remotely. Is that the future of the facility these days, where it maybe isn't going to be so much the on-premises uh, f- footprint that we've been used to, and again the distributed talent pool? Uh, and are your products being geared towards that trend? Absolutely.
1: Um, the the distributed trend. Started as far as I know, almost 10 years ago in San Francisco or Northern California, I should say. Because the traffic is so bad, a given VFX supervisor would leave work at three to beat the traffic, pick up their kids from school, have dinner, and then go right back to work in a secure way from their basement office. So VFX users have been doing this for a long time. Then COVID hit and everybody had to do it. Now, you know that there's 15 different protocols and different techniques and different ways to doing it. And I love seeing that sector of the marketplace in such flux because it means that nobody's figured out the perfect way to do it yet. And there's lots of opportunity, no matter what protocol or what tool, Uh, or, you know, even if it's a Mac versus PC type of question, uh, Dell has enough of the end-to-end media workflows that will be part of any and all solutions. And we're looking forward to hearing from our customers about any new things that have come up recently. Mm
0: -hmm. One of the points that you mentioned and something we've been following obviously a lot lately is virtual production. And virtual production has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. It can be remote production it could be the use of led screens it could be using game engine technology for rendering it could be shortening the post-production process what do you see in the virtual production space and how you guys are kind of addressing those different uh, opportunities
1: as an old school post-production guy coming from the optochemical world of film and the you know plastic coated rust world of videotape All of these trends are fantastic because they accelerate the the creative iterations and they give you more time to do the could-be-betters. But we're talking about a huge change. I mean, uh, gaming, is it fair to say that kind of visual effects swallowed post and now virtual production is kind of swallowing VFX because of the emphasis on real-time rendering?
0: Right, and And shortening everything on the back end, where what you're seeing during production very well could be final render of uh, what would be effects that typically would come along in the post-production process months later.
1: 100%. And that uh, kind of bleeds into the first point of distributed uh, collaborative production, because if you're seeing finals on your own screen at home, you don't need to go into the fancy 4K DI suite just for VFX review. You can mm-hmm. final your own works, or at least your supervisor can final their own works from their home office instead of having to be in a calibrated environment. Now, for final finaling, of course, we're going to be in a calibrated environment, so that part of the bricks and mortar part of these workflows won't go away.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, security is another component that you said something that people maybe often over overlook uh, in in their workflows and stuff. What? What are some of the uh, changes that you see going on, or protections that are being put in place? It's a tough
1: sell when you have to go to the board or the CFO and ask for money to sh- uh, strengthen your ransomware defenses. Um, nobody wants to spend that money, but if you've ever been part of, if you've ever been subject to a ransomware hack, then there's a lot more at stake than just spending the money to do a disaster recovery scenario. In a ransomware scenario, you can do kind of a, a good, better, best approach where you start with something as simple as snapshots uh, moved to uh, another volume. And that, that'll, it's kind of clunky, but it works. And then you have kind of the middleware where you implement a product such as Superna's Ransomware Defender. And, and Superna is going to be coming out with their air gap 2.0 solution, which we're going to be showing at NAB which really is the belt and suspenders approach to ransomware or any other kind of malicious actor in your network for those kind of security defenses.
0: What exactly is it? Is it some kind of firewall protection? Is it a software protection? Like where does it fit into say your typical workstation user or your studio that maybe has networked workstations? Let's say you have your production core
1: storage mm-hmm. and you want to be able to have a disaster recovery site that may not be the same quality as your core storage. It may mm-hmm. be a lesser capability, but if the snapshots are being done automatically, if they, uh, pro- if they provide a good uh, look at your data at any one point in time, then you can always recover from a ransomware attack. The thing that um, third-party software such as Superna Ransomware Defender give you is the ability to notice when bad stuff is happening on your storage or in your network and effectively pull the plug to stop the bad stuff from happening. Then you can look at comparing against your disaster recovery site and ameliorate the damage that's been done to date. Hopefully the damage is uh, just a little bit.
0: So you're actually how, I- identifying it before it gets to the worst case scenario there. Absolutely. Because if you leave it to the operators, um, half
1: the time, these, these ransomware defenses start encrypting files before any alarm bells go off. That's the kind of thing that ransomware defender can spot and shut down
0: uh, without human interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think of Dell, uh, I always think of the precision line as being the tools that the media and entertainment creatives are using, whether it's for editing or graphics and things along those lines. What's the latest happening with uh, Precision? Are there any other products that maybe I'm not aware of that are well-suited for M&E? At NEB 2022,
1: we're going to be showing a bunch of new Precision workstation models with a wide range of CPUs, PCIe 4 bus bandwidth gives that media and entertainment oomph for those high volume kind of workflows, as well as high dynamic range displays and even um, some network gear from Dell Networks that allows you to do leaf and spine or fully meshed topologies. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Dell's got a, uh, Dell's probably the only enterprise IT company that has an end to end portfolio of everything relevant to media and entertainment. But I want to talk a bit more about that uh, distributed collaborative workflow that we were mentioning earlier, because we mentioned the one part, which is the remote protocol by which uh, a VFX artist or somebody can work from home, where it's secure um, and and good quality and interactive. If you're trying to do Wacom tablet type of stuff, but really the problem that everybody is trying to solve is in a distributed collaborative environment: how does Know if we follow the movie labs 2030 vision and we say that everything has to get uploaded to an object store first and never moved. How do you do the data management to get from that global namespace down to the performant edge where the artist is actually working on the material? Because in this new world, you got to have three things right, you got to have a global namespace, and right now, the only technology that can do a truly distributed global. A uh, uh, strongly consistent namespace is an object store. Now, for movie labs, they say put it in the cloud. Well, the cloud is an object store for a reason. It's the only thing that is scalable to that point where all of my hundreds of petabytes of assets can be stored in a single namespace and I never move. If I'm moving assets around as part of my uh, workflow and I'm not adding value to them while I'm uh, moving them around, I'm doing it wrong. You got to mm-hmm. ingest them once and never move them. Bring the uh, compute to the media rather than the other way around. So if we have a a, a a distributed object store that is my global namespace, and that can be from the public hyperscalers if you want to pay retail, or that can be something that Dell can do a cloud adjacent business model for you, Project Apex, things like that. But it's the data management strategy between your global namespace as an object store the hot edge, which is an all-flash isolon, and we've got some really cool announcements about new types of flash that we're going to be making at NAB and at uh, Dell's internal trade show called DT World, also in Vegas two weeks later. And so all-flash is now uh, cheap enough that it it, it it becomes the performant edge. So you got the, you know, object is the new core, flash is the hot edge, and we back that up with the superna ransomware solutions. And so that provides your nice tight triangle. How you manage the data migration strategy in that triangle, that's the thing that makes your business profitable. Whereas somebody else who doesn't manage data uh, as well as you do is going to be less profitable. It's all about that managing data in your workflow.
0: It's interesting how you say all flash is now affordable. That's something that you wouldn't have thought about not not too long ago. So, incredible how things have, have uh, evolved over the past couple of years. There's
1: still a huge place for spinning disk and we have a number of archive uh, products. Because, you know, if somebody's not uh, geographically distributed, or if they're able to stay in an all-file world, it's a little bit simpler to keep everything in a single Iceland global namespace, even when you have two or three sites like a hub-and-spoke type of topology but for the very large content creators. And as we see this merger and acquisition activity of everybody buying everybody else, it looks like things are getting bigger and bigger. And that's when we need this you know, distributed core, uh, performant edge and protected backup. That's really the new paradigm for data management in media and entertainment.
0: Uh, I know that you said that Dell's displays are gonna be prominent at NAB. Is that something that you could touch on? If you've got 450
1: artists on the floor in a VFX shop, you can't buy them all a $50,000 reference HDR monitor. But if you can get to 93% of P3 color space in a thousand nit HDR configuration, on a relatively, you know, uh, less than 2,000 US monitor, then Mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing that allows everybody to start working in HDR rather than it being just a a silo in your workflow.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to connecting with you uh, in a couple of weeks at NAB, seeing some of this new technology in person. And uh, hopefully we can talk later on in the year just to see how these trends have moved forward. Looking forward to it. Great. Thanks for your time, Tom. We appreciate you uh, sharing some insight as to what's going on with Dell Technologies and uh, look forward to connecting again. Thank you, Mark.